Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. It is February 29th, 2020. It is a leap year. Uh, this podcast is going to be a little different today. Uh, this leap year is very special to me because it is my dear friend Shamar O'Brien Howell's birthday. Uh, Shamar Howell was one of my uh, nearest and dearest friends. I have known him for over like 19, I'm 31. I met him when I was 12 years old. Uh, he passed away. He was, he was, he was murdered in uh, 2014 when we were like 24, 25, 26. It's not a day that I go that goes by that I don't, you know, think of him, think about what he would, you know, how old he would be, what we would bun, you know. And uh, I thought about writing this on his Facebook wall, but I feel weird just, you know, writing on his Facebook wall because uh, once I, I once I went to his Facebook, I just went to a, I just went to a old down memory lane. And I thought about it's not a amount of words that I could write. I would just keep writing. So I thought, I was like, yeah, I have a podcast. I could just talk about the good times and celebrate his life. I'm not gonna talk about his his. Uh, I get yeah, maybe I'll, I'll talk about how he how he left the surf. But I'm talking about how I met him, the good times, the bad times. Uh, to all these stories that I'm about to tell, I just want to preface this. This is what he's told me. Uh, excuse the language. That's how we spoke back in the day, <laughs> and. Uh, this is this is this is just our relationship. Now I want to I want to start doing these uh, things on the podcast called Yokota Stories because uh, we met on Yokota Air Force Base in Tokyo, Japan. And if you didn't know, it's uh, we're all military brats and military babies. And if you're not in the military, if you didn't grow up like this, it's a, it's a, it's only a world that you would understand if you're in, right? Before I moved there, I lived in North Carolina. Shamar's from North Carolina. That's how we bonded at the time. But I was moving from North Carolina, and I was just very, I was an angry child. I was, like, angry about everything, you know. Kids were effing me. I was f, you know, I was very, like, fighting all the time. And it's because, like, some people just didn't understand. Like, everyone was just always, you had to be on guard. So you always be roasting people and stuff like that. So we moved, uh, we moved to Japan, and when I felt at home, it, remi- it reminds me of, if I had to describe Yakota, it's like being in Professor Charles Xavier's mansion. Because all these people are from different parts of the world, but you're all related because you're mutants. We all understood the same thing because we all could relate if our fathers or mothers were deployed and we all related that we all need to support this person right now because this kid's going through it because his family is in a war right now and he's scared. So it was like a family. It was like a community of people that I always love. So every time I run into a Yakota person or every time someone hits me up or a Yakota person says anything, it hits harder to my heart because I'm like, I love you. I got nothing but love for you from the play times that we spent together. So before I got to Yakota, I was coming from North Carolina. Uh, I my, When I got to Yakota, I didn't start off on a good start because I was very, like, angry. So I was when people would ask me, like, where are you from? I was like, I'm from America. Where are you from? Until my boy Joe Saff was like, we're all from America, dude. What state? I was like, oh. I'm from North Carolina. So the uh, first person I met when I got to Yakota was this guy named Jeremiah Walker. His name was Paper. Because he told me, he's like, hey, my name's Paper. I'm like, what What the freak does that mean? He goes, my name is Paper. And that's what I like about being a military brat. Because every three to four years, you can just recreate yourself and be someone who you're not. He goes, what's your name? I said, my name's Jared, but everyone calls me Money Waters. He's like, Money Waters? I said, yeah, cool. So we're me and my family are in a temporary lodge. It's called TLF, Temporary Lodging Facility. That's where, like, <clears throat> when military families go to a different base, you're, you stay there temporarily until you find a house and pick where you want to live. And the reason why being on a, uh, overseas in a base is different from being on a base in America is just, like, because you're immersed around, like, the, the, the public. 
So no one know everyone knows your socioeconomic class and stuff like that. But in Yakota, you didn't really know anything because everyone's houses are the same. You either lived in the towers, you lived in a, the towers were like for like small families. You either live in like a small little condo for the people who had multiple families. Then they had like the officer buildings where like the officer lived. There was like small like three house, three house, three houses like the officers could live there. So we'll split up east side, west side, north side. South side? There was, maybe there was a south side. I don't know. But to get to the west side, north side, you could all walk. They're all in the same area. But to get to the east side, you had to catch a bus and go all the way to the other side of the town. So that's where we lived on. So it was cool just meeting kids that were just like me. So I met the Duke Paper. And then I remember, uh, I remember uh, I ran into these two big Mexican dudes, Brajas brothers, uh, Jason Brajas and God bless the dead, Justin Brajas. And I, like I said, I was very. I was very anxious because, you know, in North Carolina, I was fighting a lot. I was very kid, so I was like, what's up, dude? Like, what's up? Because I saw them looking at me because they probably looking at me because they I was new to the base. But I just thought it, like, looking at me, I was like, I thought they wanted to fight. So I'm like, what's up? And they're like, what's up? And I was like, let's walk over here. No, you walk over here. I'm like, nah, you walk over here. Hey, you walk over here. And then Jason tells his little brother, he goes, uh, nah, man, it's not worth it. Let, no, like, come on, man. He's probably doesn't know whatever. That's a good thing because, uh. Uh, I was re- <laughs> so ready to fight, and I was thinking like if I was like if I fight the biggest person here, I know nobody will mess with me and I'll have a good year. That's the mode I was on, because when I just got from North Carolina, I was fighting all the time. I remember my grandmother told me, she goes, "When you get to school, I want you to beat his eight till you get tired." That's what she told me in North Carolina, because I was telling some kid was messing with me. And I'd said his last name, and my grandmother called his grandmother. And goes, yeah, my boy, that's my grandbaby, but his name is different because my daughter's married. It's Waters. And he said, your baby's over there messing with him. He don't want to fight. But I told him to go over there and beat your son's A if he keep messing with him. And then she goes, baby, let me tell you, my son, my grandson having a hard time. You know, his daddy done walked out on him. And his dad lived right up the road. His daddy, they pass by each other every time the boy drive around. He just hurting because his daddy ain't there. Now, instead of fighting him, I said exactly what his grandma said to my grandmother. I remember in North Carolina we're at the lunch table and he starts to roasting. Yo, Jared, with your ugly bugle boy jeans or whatever. I said, well, at least my father loves me, huh? At least my daddy don't live five miles up the road and pass by me every day and don't speak to me. And I was, and I was like, I hope you make it to the NBA, but your daddy don't show up to the games. And when I say this kid jumps so fast at me, like we just start tussling at the table. And I was just like, just, I was just ready for something else. So I remember I was telling kids I'm moving to Japan, and we didn't know anything about Japan. It was my first time, my family's first time going overseas. So we get there, and I'm like 12, because I remember I couldn't get to the teen center. And I meet this guy, like I said, I meet Paper and all these boys. And uh, we go to the church, we start going to like the chapel, and we start meeting other people. And people are like more welcoming because they're like, they know what you like moving into a, a different neighborhood. They're all military families, they all support each other. And so we start going to this this church. Everyone's like, you should go to this church that's off base called Faith Christian Fellowship. Faith Christian Fellowship? Yeah, that's what it's called, Faith Christian Fellowship. And uh, we go to the church, and this big, large black man, I'm 12, he looks like Dikembe Mutombo, and it's the Carradines. And then I meet his sons, and I meet uh, Joe Saffo. These are like friends that I've had over for like over 18 years of my life. I meet them at a church, but we're not friends yet. I meet them, and, uh, and then I was like, I was like, where are you from? I was like, I'm from uh, I'm from America. And they're like, what? And they're like, this kid said he's from America. What is wrong with him? But I, I didn't know. And then uh, uh, and then we leave again. And my brother, you know, my brother's meeting people. 
And then uh, I'm going to start doing this on this podcast called Yakota Stories. Man, I have so many stories about this place. So uh, these kids are like, hey, we start playing flag football. Maybe you should play. You're fast because we just play football all day. And I was like, good. And at the time, I meet my friend. Uh, her name's Angel. His name is Angel now. But uh, at the time, he was uh, Angelica. And uh, we played soccer all the time. And uh, she was like, she was like very good. And she goes, you should play flag football. And I was like, all right, because she was on the flag football team. Now, okay, yeah, so we, they, I was like, I joined the flag football team and asked my dad. My dad goes, sure, no problem. So we practice, and I forgot the, the coach's name, but I know she just looked like Sanaa Lathan Black. She wanted to coach us in football, which I thought was cool. And um, so we do that, right? So we're playing flag football, and the reason why these stories lead up, because this is how I met Shamar. Um, I meet this kid named Alex Packett. And he steals my wallet. We're walking. I drop my wallet. He steals it. And the reason why it's so important because my ID card was inside there. My family got upset because we were just about to go to Korea to get new school clothes because that's what everyone did. So they go, Jared can't go because he doesn't have an ID card and he can't get on the base. But in reality, if I showed my passport, I probably would have been good. But they go, Jared can't go. So we meet these people at church. They're called the Saffolds. And my mom asks Sister Monica. She tells the situation. She goes, well, Jared can just stay at my house. And my mom goes, yeah. Yeah, and we just met him like a month and a month. So I stay at the house, which is good. Cause I, then I meet these gentlemen who are going to be my friends for 19 years of my life. I'm 31. I met them at 12. We've been friends for like 19 years. I meet Joe Salvo, Jonathan, Jeremiah, James. <laughs> James was the, me and James bonded. Me and Joe bonded. We all just bonded. We just we all related to the same thing. And I remember James would come home with <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell the story. He came. We, I remember his sister was gone, and we're eating. And I meet uh, oh, what is his name? Dwight, Dwayne, Dwayne. His best friend. I'm his best friend. Uh, his best friend, which is Dana's older brother, Will Hyde. So we meet him, and they're hanging out. And James brings home this video called Snake Dog. We're watching this Kalahoy. We're watching this Kalahoy. We're all just laughing, <laughs> eating lasagna, having a good time. And then we all just was like Kalahoy, 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 and uh. Uh, so I meet Joe, and we're all just hanging out, and Joe tells me, like, stop telling people you're from America. He goes, where are you from? I was like, oh, I moved from North Then That's where you're from. Say the state that you're from. I was like, oh, Florida. He goes, just stay where's your state. We're all from America. I was like, oh, all right, cool, cool, cool. But I was like, I bounced around. He goes, so did he. We all bounced. We're all from the same place, man. So I was like, wherever your family's from, that's where you're from. I was like, all right, cool. So we become friends. Then, like, their house was, like, the hub for everybody. So we meet Joe. I met Joe. Then we meet this guy with a little Afro, Garrett McCall. That was my dear friend. Then I meet DJ, so we all start going to church together. And then as we're playing flag football, uh, they tell me, you're going to love this kid, Shamar. He just moved from, he's from, so Shamar goes, this guy comes up with a little tight fade. What's up? I was like, what's up? He goes, where are you from? I was like, I just moved from North Carolina. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's where my people are from. And then immediately we just dap it up and we become friends. And then I, <laughs> I know because Shamar wasn't playing flag football because he just got in trouble but he was making fun of our friend Prashad. He goes, look at his big head. Look at his, he, look at his big head. And Prashad had this giant head to be so young. He was tall, but his head was just like, it was just a huge head. But all the girls liked him because they knew eventually he would grow into his head. And he had hazel brown eyes. And I remember uh, playing flag football because we had cheerleaders. And that's when I meet like all these other girls. I'm like, oh, wow, this is cool. Everyone's just, everyone, wow. Everyone just want to be, everyone's just being so nice. You don't have to be defensive. And I remember I met this girl, Carla, and she was Filipino, but I didn't know what race she was because, you know, I was moving, like, like in the South, we didn't have that many races. So I was like, I was like, what are you? 
She goes, what? I'm Pitapina. I was like, Pitapina? What is that? Because I'm from the Philippines. I was like, oh, so like Yakota like immersed me into so much culture because I'm meeting people from all over the world. I'm meeting people from like different socioeconomic backgrounds. And Carl was like, hey, well, why don't we, uh, why don't we sit on the bus together? I said, well, you right, we're going to sit on this bus together. <laughs> and as we sit on the bus together, she goes, you mind, I'm tired. You mind if I just rest on your shoulder? I said, yeah, go ahead, rest on it. And next thing you know, it, she goes, ow, your shoulder's so bumpy. I said, hold on, let me go get a, a sweatshirt. And I turn around, Prashad's sitting next to her, and she's passed out in his arms. I said, hey, wake up. Hey, 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 Prashad. He goes, shh, shh, shh. She said, your shoulder's too bumpy. Mine's perfect. I said, the savagery that is going on on this base. But that's how the base was. It wasn't, the, nah, I think there was not enough dudes there. It's a small amount of people. So everyone, it was just like one tree hill. Everyone's dating each other and stuff like that. Uh, I meet my friend Miles, Yancey, I meet Carlos. We meet all these dudes that are uh, friends, whatever. And then the only person that was wild as me was Shamar. Like, I always like to have a good time, but Shamar. So we finally start the first day of school. <laughs> everyone's wearing these South Pole clothes, like South Pole. Everyone's wearing South Pole and all this other stuff. And uh, so we meet Shamar, and uh, we would just always just hang out every day. Every day we'd hang out. And then we went to the same church, so we had this regiment. We would go, and then in the summer, we would work, lift weights, play basketball, lift weights again. We had to do two-a-days. So we just wake up, throwing up, two-a-days, everything else. And then, oh, as, uh, as family and as dad, it was it was Miss Katrina, Coach Hal, as his family, and his little sister, Kenyatta. And we would just go to Shamar's house. And seeing him and his sister fight was the scariest yet funniest thing I've seen in my life. They're fighting about something, and then she's, she attacks Shamar. And I was like, me and my brother like, oh, hold on, don't break this up. I don't know. Just let them fight for a while. Then after a while, you start holding them back. Then you realize they start laughing. Shamar had this great giant laugh where he'd be like, hee! Uh, so, yeah, so that's, so that's that. So the thing happens, the only thing, thing changes because they've been there uh, – like the people, the, my friends that I've met, they've probably been on that base for like four, five years. So they're used to everything else. So for me, me and my brother were excited because we were just meeting people that are finally like us, you know? Like you don't can't judge anybody because everyone lives in the same houses, same homes and everything else. And uh, Shamar and my brother started to gravitate towards each other. Like me and Shamar, we always, we'd hang out, we'd talk each time. We had MSN Messenger and write each other all the time. We'd write about girls all the time. And then... We just started getting in trouble. Like I was like like petty trouble. Like in school, Shamar would uh <laughs> I think one time i if I'm not mistaken, I remember he did this. I remember uh he put a tack he put like sixteen tacks in his teacher's chair and every time she sat down she would just she would just pop back up and he would just ask, What's going on? She goes, I don't know, there's something like wrong with my seat and then eventually somebody told that Shamar did it, so she sent him to detention. I got sent to detention uh, because I was at band. Lanzalotti, I think that was her name. Lanzalotti, the band teacher, told me. She goes, why don't you just play the music right and stop goofing around? I was like, I'm freaking trying. And, and I, threw the, I threw the stick at the bass drum and you just hear boom. And she goes, you got detention. So then I think Joe was, I think Joe was laughing. And she tells Joe, she tells Joe, she, I think, yeah, I forgot she tells Joe. And you need and you need to be quiet too. <laughs> and then Joe Joe Saffold was his big he's his big dude. He starts throwing he starts throwing he starts throwing music notes. He starts throwing pencils. And he goes, I'm on my throne and starts throwing stuff. 
<laughs> she sends them to detention. So it's me, Joe, Shamar. Ah, oh, freak, I forgot who the last one was. And somebody else. So we're sitting all at detention. And we had our, the detention monitor was Miss Barb. And Miss Barb at the time, she had a lot of hair underneath her armpit. So every time she lifted up her arms, Shamar would go, ooh, zzz, for like a buzzer. And then she goes, you know what? I know y'all messing with me, but you know what? I got something better. All the church kids are in here. Let me call y'all pastor and let them know what y'all got going on. I was like, oh, freak, here we go. So it's that one. Uh, there's Megan. Like, all, we, all these people, we all went to school together. But everything changed and went crazy when we got to high school. High school, because we all went through, like, puberty. We all we went through puberty already, but everybody just starts dating, right? And this is, like, once you everyone's dating each other. Everyone's blocking on each other. I never block them part of them. I remember my own brother blocked on me. I remember I was dating this girl, and this girl was, like, maybe, like, 15. And I'm, like, 12. And then And then my brother goes... She goes, something like, E, whatever, E. And he goes, yeah, that's why you dating my little brother. He's not even a teenager. I said, what in the, I said, hey, hey, I thought we was family, baby. What are we doing? He goes, what? I thought you were 14. I said, hey, hey numbers, numbers ain't got nothing to do with this. Numbers ain't got nothing to do with this. And then Shamar goes, hmm. <laughs> so I remember Shamar calls me. And uh, so that was our regiment, summer. Lift, weights, lift, weights, run, have fun, go to the movies, chill, go to church. And he hits me up, and he goes, uh, "Hey, what do you think of this girl?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't know. She's nice." He goes, "Would you make fun of me if I lost my virginity to her?" I said, "What is that?" I said, "You ain't supposed to be." I said, "Jamar, the Bible says." He goes, "I ain't talking about the Bible right now." And he goes, "No, I wouldn't make fun of you, no." And he goes, "I just did it." I said, "What? Where?" He goes, "Right next door." I said, "Next door? Are you over there right now?" He goes, "Yeah, she's baby." <laughs> He said, yeah, she's, she goes, what do you say? Yeah, yeah, she lives next, she lives four doors down for you. I said, she does? So the reason why I say this story, because later in life, it all comes back together, right? So the girl he lost his virginity to, and that's when it just started this this phase of Shamar. And I think everyone, they all lost their virginities at the same time. So there's all these horny kids, and I don't know if you've ever been, It's the reason why it's crazy is because on a base, everyone can find each other. So everyone can find each other, and everyone, there's not enough people, so it's every man for themselves. Shamar's taking people's girls. DJ and Shamar like rivals. Every girl, they're taking each other. They're fighting. I remember they came to school. It was uh, sophomore year. Shamar has, a knife in his, Shamar has a knife in his pocket. DJ has a lock in his hand. And I was all like, what, what, wait, whoa, what are y'all about to do, man? We go to the same church. He goes, nah, they're fighting. Oh, I know what it was. They're fighting over this girl named, I remember now. They're fighting over Danita. DJ was dating Danita. <laughs> he was dating Danita. <laughs> he was dating. <laughs> then Shamar started dating. Then they're all fighting over. They actually know it. As they're fighting over, I was like, I could have sworn that I just saw my friend Joe at her house. And they're like, what? This is what, Joe? I said, yeah, I could have sworn. I, I could have sworn. And they're like, what? And Joe's like, come on, you snitch. I said, no, I'm not snitch. They got, these guys are about to kill each other. And that's how that's how that's how wild it was. Every man, every man for himself. And at the time, Shamar, uh, we all started lifting, so we got like very big, right? We were all just lifting weights. So we used to get like hazed all the time by these seniors. Like, whew, I remember plenty of times getting chased home, chased home. Prez, Prez was like this short, chubby. He was like buff though, but this this little dude was fast. He literally moved like Wario. So we would see this black car pull up, and I was like, freak! As soon as a black car pulled up, we would have to run. As fast as we can over a bridge to catch a bus, they would they would just they would just beat us up. It was fun. They it was never like, 
malicious, but it was just like what they did. It was just like hazing. We were like freshmen in school. So we just all started lifting. And once we started lifting, it was game over. I remember one time, uh, I like tore my ankle. And I was running on a bad ankle because this guy named Shrewsh was trying to mess with me. And next year, you know it, he chased me down. And we went to a bus stop, and he didn't know. And next, you know, Shamar came out that bus stop. We beat this man. We threw this dude in the trash can. We were stomping him out. And he goes, like, all right, I'm going to see y'all. And we're just like, this dude is like 19, hanging out with like 14-year-olds. This ain't right, man. This is weird. So uh, so that. So Shamar gets his big Playboy bunny earring, right? His mom tells him to take it out. <laughs> his mom tells him to take it out. And these are, these are all stories that we, we all laugh about now. His mom tells him to take it out. And... Uh, the principal, Mr. Brown, tells him to take it out. He's like, you don't need that Playboy bunny in your ear. We know what it stands for. And Shamar goes, yeah, 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 no problem. He keeps it in. And this guy named Wes walks up to Shamar because Shamar uh, was writing his girlfriend on MSN Messenger. On MSN Messenger. And he goes, you talk to my girl again, Shamar's going to be a problem. He goes, what? And Shamar lifts him. Now, Shamar's been, uh, I would think, called pig iron. So he was benching maybe like 240. I was benching 230. He was benching 240. Two two forty. He picks his dudes up, throws them into a window. Glass breaks, shatters all over the place, and they're like tussling. They do. I'm sitting right now. I was like, "Sham, come on!" He picks them up, throws them in the window. I don't think there's no cameras here. And then I was like, "Hey, Mr. Brown's coming." So we all, they all run off and leave. And I was, I didn't fight, so I'm good. And next you know it, Mr. Brown goes, "Jerry, what happened?" I was like, "Freak, I don't know, Brown." I said, like, "I guess somebody the glass broke. I think there's a ball somewhere." And he looks down at the ground, and goes, "Playboy bunny earring, huh?" Send Shamar Howe to my office, please. <laughs> send, him to, send him to my office, please. So, Sham, he got in more trouble. I think we got in the same amount of trouble. But I think the crazy thing, because we, we hit 15 or hit 15, and we just became lawless, man. I remember we got uh, I remember the, the MJ Gear, MJ Gear robbery, <laughs> the MJ Gear robbery, where, like, they, they, they took all these clothes from this place called MJ Gear, and then we just, it was just like lawlessness. And it was like, the fun thing was just like just hanging with your friend. Like, there'll be plenty of times we would have these these sleepovers where uh, we'd all just, it'd be like 15 dudes at his house, and we'd just be up playing PlayStation all night, doing everything else. And uh, the reason why, the, why it changed, because it used, it would go my house, then it'll be John Carradine's house. <clears throat> Shamar had one. It was at Shamar's house, and then we couldn't have it at Garrett's house. We couldn't have it at Garrett's house. We would just have these sleepovers. Everybody just link up. We'd chill. We'd just be out, and then we would sneak out the house, and we would just go to the teen center, have fun, do everything else. And the reason why it changed was because we did it at my house, and me and Sh- uh, we would just start effing each other. So it turned into, like, people putting toothpaste on people's eyes, stuff like that, pranks and stuff. <laughs> I remember because... Uh, Shamar put shaving cream. <laughs> I think he put shaving cream in Miles's nose. I forgot what it was, but I know they were about to start tussling, and I we had to make alliances. So I was like, Joe, man, hold me down. Make sure nobody messes me while I'm sleeping. And I remember Joe and them were about to throw bows, and I gave Joe like this hot steaming boiler water. And I was like, Hey, man, I want you to put it on his leg. But I woke him up to do it, and Joe drops the, <laughs> the hot water on his arm, burns his arm. And the reason why it happened because it changed everything because. I fell through a window at my house, and my dad's like, all right, no more sleepovers. Y'all got to get out. And then we're like, why don't we rent a TLF? And that's 
That's when it went wild, man. We would just start breaking in the TLFs and start using us for party zones. We would just take abandoned TLFs, or we would, uh, when someone like Pershaw was leaving, oh, man, I'll tell this story, Pershaw was leaving, and uh, his he had a spare key, and he goes, hey, my mom's leaving for seven months on TDY. I got to stay with my dad. So here's the key. Y'all can do whatever y'all want in my apartment. So we would just be out there chilling. We would just have parties there. And we just make sure we clean up. And one time we get there, Shamar and me get there. And I was like, I was like hold up, man. Hold up. Hey, there's some shoes here. And Shamar goes, get back, get back, get back. So she gave the key to somebody else. So these these parties start happening. And then when I say it was like lawless because everybody was just dating each other. So John Carradine, he would call John Carradine the, the weasel. Because John, you didn't know when John was coming. And <laughs> we would, John would be all like, oh, <laughs> uh, Joe, was, <laughs> Joe was dating this girl at the time. And... uh uh, we had flip phones, so John goes. I think that I think that's Joe's girl with somebody else. So John walks up and tries to take a picture, and you just see this distorted picture. And we're trying to show it to Joe. If you look at the yellow dot, the yellow dot, you see somebody with the 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 other dot. So it was like, cause it was just roofless. So we were just all. It was like a all. It's a free for all. It's like a royal realm. When you go to like a royal realm, but it was all just like these memories I could talk about. I could just keep talking memories forever. So then something happens at a. Uh, and Shamar always had a, a gentleman's creed. Like, he would always just call me and be like, yo, Jared, I love you. I was like, I love you too, man. You ready to go to the gym? We go to the gym, lift weights. And this one time, uh, I remember the story. We were hanging out, and my bro- I don't know where my brother was. I think Shamar was suspended from a sport or something like that. Well, we were just hanging. And he goes, we met these girls. We met this girl who just moved. I forgot her name. And she goes, you guys can just come back to us. We got a TLF. You can just hang out with us. Uh, and I was like, okay. And then Shamar goes, hey, you want to come, Jared? I said, nah, man, I'm tired, man. I don't want to do that. I'm about to just actually go back to the west side and go back home. He goes, well, she said she got a sister. I said, I'll be dressed in five minutes. Let's go. So we go over there. <laughs> uh, we go over there. And this girl, her and Shamar are sitting there talking. I was like, hey, where's your sister? All walks his little kid. And I was like, oh, so you kept brought me here to babysit? And Shamar's like, hmm. I didn't say how old. I'm like, what in the world? So I leave. I leave the apartment. I was like, I'm not going to babysit and play no Disney Monopoly with her. I think we were playing Monopoly or something. I was like, I'm going to get it out of here. And it was funny because as I did that, I just happened to hit the wrong door. And as I opened the wrong door, I was like, oh, snap. Shamar, this door is open. He goes, are you sure? I said, like, yeah, this is an abandoned like warehouse. They're like They were renovating TLF buildings. And that turned into like this party zone where people were just like, these high school kids just like be drinking after school, everything else. I remember Shamar, the first time Shamar got drunk, he took these big Twizzler bottles and they put like alcohol in it and Shamar guzzled the whole thing. He's just drunk and <laughs> he's drunk. So his parents have to pick him up and they take him to the hospital and Shamar's in the hospital going, talking to his mom. Hey, pretty lady. Hey. <laughs> uh, so then that like, so, so anything you code or whatever can happen, like, Drugs introduced early, like everything was like introduced early because there's so many. Let me let me break this down. So there's like there's like imagine like high school kids that just graduated high school, right? They're like eighteen, nineteen, twenty. They join the military and they're around other high school kids or their peers, and their peers are introducing them to that. Then the other peers are introducing the other things. So it's like this big zone. So probably they probably changed that stuff up now. So we Shamar would just hit up everybody else. We had like nicknames for girls we used to call. I remember. Uh, uh, it just ask about like what's going on here, uh, and then Shamar was yeah, Mister Steal Your Girl. That's what was out there. DJ Shamar Garrett's a free for all. 
and I remember I remember one time I was I was ground. I forgot what I did. We all had like Zanga pages. Zanga pages is and uh this is how I said how Shamar Shamar was like very if he did something wrong, he would admit that he's wrong, but only to the people that he loved. Cause if he did you wrong, he wouldn't give an F at all. But I remember I was I was uh <laughs> I was I was I forgot what I got suspended for. But I was locked up in I know what I did. I uh I was in trouble. I was in trouble because I got I got uh, I got fired from uh, community service because I was chopping up watermelons and throwing them away because I thought they were bad. Turns out watermelons can have seeds. So my dad goes, "You're grounded." So I'm stuck inside the house, and I grabbed a whole bunch of baking soda and I threw it on all the cars. And this is when anthrax was big. So the police come out. They're scanning all the cars. Cause they think it's an anthrax breakout, and <laughs> they're, they're interviewing everybody else. And my dad walks in the house and goes. I know you're the one that did it, didn't you? I said, yeah, I threw all, <laughs> I threw all the baking soda on the car. And he goes, what is wrong with you? I said, I have nothing. I'm just stuck in this house, man. Just let me out, please. So people were visiting me like a prisoner because I was I could just hang out the window and talk, but I couldn't go outside at all. I was in so much trouble. And I was dating this Spanish girl at the time, Bernadina, right? Bernadina, right? So this is how it was. So everyone's dating. Shamar's dating. DJ's dating her best friend. Shamar's dating uh, this other, I think she's Filipino. Uh, and it's funny because it's this is how it's happened. So on Christmas Day, Christmas Day, uh, we're all supposed to go to Shamar's house because of Christmas we all just show our gifts. And Shamar got in trouble because he had, uh, uh, I think, uh, I forgot her name. <clears throat> he brings her in the house, right? So then there's stuff doing stuff. And his mom wakes up because Miss Katrina wake up to pray and she hears this rocking. <laughs> she hears this rocking. So she opens the door. Uh-uh, who is this? You girl, get up out of this house. Shamar. <laughs> so then we get to, we go to, we go to, so this is the sad. So Shamar writes me on Emerson Messenger. He said, man, you're not going to believe what happened this morning. I said, what? Because I just caught with Ricky. I'm like, what you did? He goes, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> we go to his house, and his dad, big, big, big black dude, and he goes, well, uh, I would give Shamar a gift for Christmas, but uh, he had his gift this morning. <laughs> we all just, and we all we all just started laughing. <clears throat> so we're all playing football. And we're like we're like we're the, like the best in football. Like in Yakota, be like different bases. I could describe it like our base was like known for like football. So we were like we lift weights. We were like locking people out. Everything else. So we would meet girls from different bases, and that's what we did. So everyone was happy when the Yakota people came through, and we'd go to all these different bases and have a good time. Everyone was just partying. So it's pretty much like high school parties. <clears throat> High school parties, people drinking, having a good time. I never drank like that. I don't think I, no, I didn't drink in high school at all. I think I only drank like maybe twice. So we get there. DJ, uh, DJ's dating, uh, <laughs> dating the uh, a vice principal's daughter. The next, you know, Shamar steals her from the vice principal's daughter, or she's just—it's a small base, so everyone's dating each other. So at the time, I was just—I was just sitting at home on Zanga. Cause I had nothing to do, and I would just make fake Zanga pages, and uh, uh, and I would just uh, or I would catfish myself. So I would just write, I would just write stuff. I would make up a fake Zanga page, and I would just write stuff to myself, like, "Oh man, Jared was so good. It was so good seeing you and uh, Zama this weekend. Oh my God, I can't believe you're such an amazing guy, and I'm so lucky to have you." So at the time, <clears throat> everyone's on my Zanga page, like, "Yo, where the freak is Jared at?" Now my brother did my brother my brother my brother knew exactly where I was, but he didn't say anything. He's like, I don't know where he is. He's home, I guess. 
And my brother stayed in his other friend's house. They thought people thought I was in Azama every weekend hanging out with these girls. And I made the whole thing up because I had nothing else to do. So at the time, so Bern, so Bern, Bern and Dita's like writing like, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. And I said, look, man, it's all lies, man. Don't believe, don't believe the hype. It's all lies. So I'm telling everybody on the base, come on, man. Y'all know these people lying. I was like, nah, man, it's bigger than rap. So then, so next you know it, she, uh, at the time, at the time she goes, uh, uh, she goes, I-, I created this whole lie and everyone started believing the lie. So people were like, on, people were like, no one knew exactly what the truth is but me because I created the whole thing. Because I just had nothing to do because I was at the house. I couldn't. I would lift weights, go to sports, and I would just come home, and I couldn't go outside. So I would just make my own. I would make my. I would just troll myself. So at the time, this is when like Shamar like had a like they opened up. Shamar goes up, and I leave for wrestling. I leave for wrestling, and as I leave for wrestling, I write on the Zanga page, "Oh my God, I can't wait to see you in Masawa. I'm gonna be there too." And then what's was writing like, "Who are you meeting up with?" I said, "These are all lies. I don't know who these people are. I don't. Come on now. I don't. These are just friends. It's not like that." So actually, you know, the chick that I was dating at the time, she goes, uh, I know you were with somebody. And I was like, I in my head, I was like, I wasn't with anybody. I made the whole thing up. I created this whole page. But I'm just like, look, you got to believe me. You know, I'm just creating drama. And she goes, I do believe you. She said, but your friend Shamar told me that you did it. I was like, what? And then Shamar before that, like Shamar would always run this game with each other. But he came up to me and goes, dude. I don't know. Oh, I didn't. Oh, this is the fake page I did. But Shamar goes, I don't know who told her. But, yo, man, she believes it, man. She thinks it's happening, man. And he goes, I think it's over for y'all. <laughs> That's what he told me. And uh, so she just, she just, this is like a sophomore year. She goes, uh, she goes, I don't know what happened. She goes, but your friend Shamar just told me that he told me that you did it. And when we were at the movies, when you stood me up at the movies, he was trying to fill on me and kiss me. I said, what? I said, what, baby? I said, what? I said, when did this happen? She goes, this past weekend. So Shamar comes up to me and goes, uh, look, dog, man, I'm going to try to smooth it over and see what can happen. I said, I already found out who told her, man. He goes, who? You. And when I tell you his face dropped, he goes, what? I said, yeah, she told me the whole thing, man. I said, I hope you had fun at that movie theaters. Now, I'm effing with Shamar because Shamar effs with everybody else. So he's just like sitting there, and I, so he's, he's blowing me up on MSN Messenger. Now, everybody knows I'm in trouble. I can't go nowhere. So Shamar's writing me, and I was like, nah, man, it's all good. It's deeper than rap. I didn't say it's deeper than rap. I don't forget what I said. And Shamar goes, hey, man. I think my dad goes over to visit his dad. And like, where's Jared? Like, you know, Jared's at home. He can't leave. So everyone's leaving this house. I'm just staying in this house. I'm just on deep punishment. I think I had bad grades at the time. No, I had good grades, but I got in trouble at school. So then Shamar, he writes me this email. I still have this email. He goes, look, I don't know what to say, dog. All I'm going to say is sorry. You've been my friend for a while. We've always been brothers and everything else. I, I, I'm apologize. I got ahead of myself. I'm thinking with my other head. <laughs> and he just sent me, this long, sent me this long email. I said, it's all good, man. Don't even worry about it, man. But I knew, I knew, oh, now I know what I was doing. At the time, I was just creating this mess because I knew we just got orders to leave. So I was happy. I was like, F it. I was like, I'm just going to leave these last few days and do what I wanted to. But I said, like, Shamar, he was very, like, he was, uh, he was cold-blooded. He was cold-blooded when it came, when it came to these, uh, when we were out there. But, yeah, like, to the people we loved, he always had that respect for that mess. So I remember we were sitting there, we'd laugh about it. And he would just always, like, hit me up. And so I told him, I was like, look, man, I just got orders. We're leaving. I don't, if you want, I was like, I don't want no problems. So we hug it out, and uh, that's when I knew. That's when I knew. And this is like 
we were like 15. Like, he truly was just like, dog, I don't even know what to say to you right now, man. Like, we're sitting at church, and he goes, oh, man, can, I, can I just hug you, dog? I'm like, yeah, man, it's all good. And, to this, and so, like, 10 years passed by, and he still brings up this moment. When we're, like, 23, he goes, dog, I, always, I still want to apologize for what happened. I said, dude, that happened, like, eight years ago. So, uh, this is the, so we're at the last year. This is the last year before I leave Yakota. So, me and Shamar were hanging out all the time, and we're just having a good time. But our relationship starts to change as we get older. As we get older, we start getting closer because we start going through more adult stuff. But we had this thing called High BA. High BA is, like, where you take all these... Uh, so all these Christian high schoolers would come together and have like a bonding session in like Tokyo, downtown Tokyo, where you just like you pray, eat, you're like alone in the woods. And, you know, we met. So these these kids are all like missionary kids. They never met military kids before. So we out here rapping, we out here rapping and they're like ministers and they're trying to talk to us about God. And we go to church, too. But they're like, what ministry are these boys? So so I remember Garrett was talking to these men, these missionaries and uh, asking asking for advice. So we were like showing them pictures of girls that we were dating in school. And then first this guy talks to Joe and goes, uh, first of all, I would never want to be with a girl who's showing her undergarments in a picture. And Joe's like, what? She is? He goes, yeah. I was like, oh shoot! All right, let me <laughs> let me show you another picture because we used to have these like and these uh, these thing called used to go to a uh, what was it called like it's a baseball bowling alley and they would give you like little sticky pictures and one it's called and one bowling or something and sticky pictures so we had all these pictures so then these guys probably never met like us kids from like Yakota we were like some wild kids and this guy goes uh, he goes Garrett's like let me ask you a question he goes. Uh, so what do you say if a girl calls you up at 3 o'clock in the morning, right? And we're like 15. He goes, she tells you to come to the crib deal. And you're at the same time trying to be saved. But the MSM messenger, bling a ling a lings She goes, come to the crib. I don't got nobody there. I made you a plate of food. She goes to the shop at ba 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 And he's saying this to these missionaries. And these missionaries are, are like, they're like 17. Like, first of all, dude. I know God would not be happy about that. Second of all, I would never talk to a girl that's in a crib. And then we're like, what? And Gary goes, ho, ho, ho. I'm talking about crib as in like a crib or house. Okay. All right. And I was like, yeah. So so, so uh, James, Joe's big brother, we're at High BA, and James goes, uh, yo, no disrespect to y'all. We have to take showers together. So that these big, like these big oh, Japanese people have these big open these showers. They just had like very open with like, like bodies and stuff, and James would go, you don't disrespect, but how come none of y'all dudes is circumcised? <laughs> and they're like, what? And he goes, yeah, I just noticed that. What's up with these What's up with these extra leaves y'all got? Uh, so we were just playing basketball. That's what we did, basketball, go to church at the thing, and Shamar, we had this thing where it was just, man, it was like crazy. I remember this moment like it was yesterday. So all of a sudden, like, music starts playing, and, like, you just feel like the hand of God inside this place, and then Shamar starts rocking back and forth. And he starts crying. He starts rocking. He starts saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm oh, freaking. So I'm like, me and DJ are looking at each other. I was like, oh, man, this is in, man. This is freaking. We're like, oh, this is freaking wild. Shamar's got the Holy Ghost. So Shamar's crying. My brother, I think my brother has a demon. Everybody's praying hands on my brother. It's like this wild place. It's Megan Carradine, Taria. We're having this big gospel explosion. And uh, we call home because we only had like a couple times to call home. And Shamar goes, hey, man, tell my mom I got saved, man. And that was the moment, like, me and Shamar, we'd always like, talk about religion, we'd talk about everything else, but at the same time, we're, like, high school kids going through, like, our adolescence, so we're just being wild. 
So we get the we get the orders to leave to leave to uh leave to the Netherlands. And I'm happy because at the same time it's like man, I was I was like over football and you know what I mean? I was over just not getting getting looks that I wanted, so I just wanted to start fresh again and recreate a new personality. And then uh <clears throat> that's when uh Shamar would write us and tell us all the he was telling us all the he goes, You know this girl, got her, whatever and we'd always talk about the uh the general. And he'd be like, hey, you know, General Colbert, we had nicknames for the girls. You know, General Colbert lives in England. You should hit her up when you go to England. I was like, no, 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 man, that's the general, man. You know she's going to be a four-star general. I think she might be a four-star general now. So uh, <clears throat> we get to college, right? Now, this is where the relationship changes with Shamar. We all go to college, and Shamar at the time, he gets, uh, I don't forget what he did, but he did got in trouble. He gets kicked off the base. He can't get on the base at all, right? So he would sneak onto the base all the time. So everybody said they randomly see Shamar pop up. And he'd be sneaking, he'd be sneak, he'd be sneaking, sneaking on the Air Force Base. So they finally moved back to North Carolina. Moved back to North Carolina. Now let me describe Shamar. Shamar was like maybe six, I think he's six foot, maybe six foot flat. But he's buff, buff, works out super fast. <clears throat> and he gets to North Carolina. North Carolina, you know, if they don't know you, they're not gonna start you. So Shamar's a wide receiver. <clears throat> and we're texting all, like we're not texting, but we're like writing each other, telling him about football and telling him about how I'm doing. He goes, dude, I'm so proud of you. I was like, I'm proud of you. And he goes, I'm going to this college called Mars Hill. I was like, Mars Hill? He goes, yeah, I'm playing football down there. And I was like, well, I'm going to East Carolina. He's all right, cool. Now, Shamar, you know, I would say that, he, uh, I would say like, uh, I'm not going to say he loves to steal, but he's good at it. He would like, you know, he says something. He goes, uh, yo, Jared, uh, you should come down to Daytona Beach. I think he went to Bethune-Cookman. He transferred to Bethune-Cookman, but at the time he hasn't been going to school at all. He just stopped playing football, and him and my brother had a falling out because my brother, like, called him out. He's like, look, man, your your parents are, your mom's sending you to school and everything else. You got to get it together. And then he just sends he sends me the exact email that my brother sends him. He goes, can you believe he said to me, said that over eight years of friendship, and he goes, say some stuff to me like that? I was like, yo, Sham, chill, man. You know it ain't personal, man. He's probably just... He just wants the best for you. And he goes, no, nah, man, we're supposed to be brothers. So I called my brother, and I was like, yo, what'd you say to him, man? And he goes, oh, man, I was just saying, man, you got you to gotta step it up. And then Shamar tells me at the time, this is when we're like 18. So when Shamar was 18, one of his friends got killed. And I forgot, I think he got killed in Florida. So he was telling me how he's depressed. Depressed. He's like, yo, you know, this life, this, I got the message. He goes, life is too short, man. Yeah, I'm reading messages. That's what he's writing. He's writing me in. This is 2007. I'm reading the messages. He goes, yo, look, I love you, man. Life is too short, man. We just got to live, man. That's all we got to do. We got to live. And I was like, yeah, I feel you. And Shamar goes, all right. So I'm going to fly you out to Daytona Beach. I was like, what? I said, where are you getting this money from? He goes, I just got my refund check. I can fly you out if you want me to. I said, no, dog, keep your money, man. I don't want you to, I don't want you to waste your money on me. He goes, it ain't wasting, man. You know I got you if you need anything. I said, I know, Sham, I know, I understand, dog. I said, but, uh, I said, just keep your money, man. Keep your money and save up, man. Just finish school if you can. He goes, hey, school ain't for me, man. I just ain't feeling school right now, man. It ain't for me. And, like, looking back on it now, I think that, like, if he had a therapist, he would have been a whole lot good. Because a lot of stuff he was dealing with that he just, you know, needed to speak to someone like that. Because I wasn't qualified to be a therapist at the time. Most of my advice was only advice that I've seen. So this is our, we were 18 and this is uh, this is 2007. 2007. So we graduated high school 2006, uh, 2006, 
and uh, 2007. This is how he, this is how he writes me on my wall. This is how he, this is how he, this is, I'm reading my wall right now. He goes, "Hey," he goes, "Hey, hey, nigga," and I write back, "What's up?" I said, "What's up, money?" And then he goes, "What's good, man?" I was like, "What's good?" He goes, and "This is 2007." He writes me on February. He goes, "Y'all feels like my brothers done forgot about me. What's good, man? Y'all don't love me no more." And I was like, "Nah, man. You know, I said, you know, we go back. I said, you know, we go back like car seats." I said, I don't even got your number. Text me your phone number. So he texts me his phone number. Two thousand. He goes, hey, what's good, man? We might be coming out there this summer. He's talking about the Netherlands. I moved to the Netherlands. And uh, at the time, he wanted to go to the Netherlands. And then he has a son. That's what happens. So he has a son, Cam. So he calls me, and he goes, I'm about to be a father. I said, word? He goes, yeah, because he's, he's pretty much, you know, he's done with college. He's, he leaves college. He doesn't really want to do college. Drops out. And he goes, I'm about to be a dad, man. I said, what? He goes, yeah. I said, how did you do it? He goes, why do you think I, I had sex? I said, oh, sorry. All right. Yeah, I, under, I understand how you did it. And he goes, yeah, man. He goes, I got a son, dog. And he shows me. He sends me the picture of him crying, holding his son, Cam. And he goes, I want you to be his godfather. I said, I'm honored, man. I said, what do I got to do? He goes, shoot, just take care of him. I ain't here. I said, all right. And now thinking about it now, I was like, I should, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hit up. It's hard hitting up his son because his son looks just like a man. So it's just like it's, whew, you know, his son looks just like him. So he tells me about his son Cam. Now this is when Shamar's life goes to like. This is when his life. These are one of the stories that I'm about to tell are just very unique. So G Double O, my friend, our friend Garrett, G Double O. They link up because at the time Shamar moves to Georgia, he's in uh, he's in North Carolina. Uh, he don't he don't things work out. He moves to Georgia, and as he moves to Georgia, he's staying with an old uh, Yakota person that we used to know. He starts dating her, right? Starts dating her. <laughs> he starts dating her, and then uh, he got t- like when he you know he's staying uh, he's staying on her campus. I think she's at Georgia Tech. He's staying at Georgia Tech, and he's in the dorm, and he's doing what he's doing. He's out here finessing. He's stealing stuff, you know, having a good time. And he would hit up GWO. They would go have barbecues and stuff and sit out in Atlanta. That's I'll, I'll post, post a picture. Next you know it, <laughs> girl, oh, girl, she's getting kicked out of her uh, her dorm because Shamar steals. He's, I think he smoked weed in the dorm. He smoked weed in the dorm, and he gets kicked out. She's kicked out of the dorm. So then, and then he moves. So she pretty much, she puts him out. She's pretty much like, you got to go. Uh, I'm trying to get my life together. I can't have you here. <laughs> so this is how. So every person that when he was knocking down in Yakota, he resurfaces. That's why I had to bring the Yakota stuff up because those are the people that we hit up now. So he calls me and goes, man, yeah, she's tripping, dog. I said, like, what happened, man? Yo, I, I took a couple stuff. And I was like, dog, man, you know, she's trying, she trying, to, trying to be better, man. I think she's trying to be an engineer, man. And he's all like, all right, so I, I'm, I'm going to go back to North Carolina. So he goes back to North Carolina, right, and he hits up. He gets married. So he gets married uh, to our girl V. He gets married. And I tell him before he gets married, are you sure you want to get married? I love a dog. And, you know, you can't stop a man from loving who you want to love. I said, yo, are you sure, man? I don't know if you should get married right now, man. You, you think you could be with one woman? He goes, shoot, I'm going to try. So, so he gets married. He moves to Virginia. Now Cam is like maybe tss, maybe 10 months or a year. So so Shamar hits me up and he goes, Hey, you need anything? And this is how, how big his heart is. You need anything? I said, Nah, man, I don't need anything. He goes, I got a credit card. If you need anything, I can, I can get you anything you need. 
I said, nah. I was like, nah. I was like, I was like nah. So then his ex-wife is upset because he, he he blew through her credit cards. He blew through her credit cards. And then uh, I think they, they break up or they break up. So she's upset and he leaves. Breaks up and he leaves. And she, well, she was gone on TDY. So while she's gone on TDY, he was buying all this stuff. And he ran up her credit card and uh, messes up her credit. And I talked to him. I was like, I was like, come on, Sham, you know you can't. He goes, Duke, I was going to pay it back. And he goes, but she didn't have to throw away the baby's clothes. So she got upset and threw away his baby's clothes. So she's like, threw all the baby's clothes away. And she was all like, she didn't have to throw my kids, my kids' baby clothes away. And I was like, I was like, Sham, you ran up her credit card. You think that's an even trade? Nah, ain't no even trade. I think they settled it before. I think they settled it after a while. They settled it. So that's so he's in. So that's so he's in D.C. I think he's in Virginia. He's in Virginia. So as we're in Virginia, he calls and goes, um, "Yo, I want to come to Greenville, North Carolina." And I was like, "Freaking come, man!" He goes, "Can I stay with you?" I said, "You can stay, but you gotta." I said, "You can't stay that long, man, because I don't. I, I'm in. A, I'm in a dorm right now. I don't got a place to myself. Ain't that much space." He goes, "Ah, man, you're right." So then. He moves to Arizona. Now these these stories that I'm about to tell are the stories that he told me. So he's in Arizona. Uh, at the time, this is this is the story he told me. His ex-wife's mother moves him in with her and her husband. So she, he moves him in. <laughs> he moves in and he goes. I don't got a place to go. I don't got anything else. He doesn't want to go home. He doesn't want to go back to North Carolina. So he moves to AZ. So he's getting his feet up. Working, then he says, uh, he says, it says one night they start arguing, and he said, uh, he goes, I got no money, I got no money, so I'm trying to play safe. And he goes, uh, so his one of his ex girlfriend's mother walks into the room, uh, with some lingerie on, and she goes, Shamar, and Shamar goes, What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I'm trying to, <laughs> I got nothing to do. I'm gonna say, Whatever. So Shamar and her, they mess around. Next thing you know it, he's living there scotch-free. I said, just live there, get your feet together. So I'm telling him, I was like, live there. And he tells me a story. I said, you did what? He goes, yeah. I said, I said, you did what? He goes, yeah, what am I supposed to do? I said, do you think you can get back with your ex after you've been with her mother? He goes, shoot, I don't, you know, it don't, it's all love, love. He goes, love, love. He goes, love can conquer all things. I said, I don't think love can conquer this, man. He goes, hey, trust me, dog, I got this. So then uh, his ex-mother and I guess her boy, I don't know what they were. I think her boyfriend at the time, they got in an argument. And she goes, yeah, well, that's why I'm messing with Shamar. <laughs> and the guy goes, I should kick your A right now. Shamar goes, all right. So he packs up his stuff. He packs up his stuff. Goes, it's time for me to go. I got to go. I got nothing. <laughs> I got to go. So then he runs. So he hits up. He goes back to Virginia. And G-Double, so our boy uh, G-Double, so he lives, he's living with G-Double. And they're having a good old time. You know, Shamar's a finesse. So he finesses me some girls out there. Some girls are taking care of him. So he starts using G-Double. <laughs> he starts eating up G-Double's food. And him and G-Double, uh, G-Double, back in the day, uh, uh, Shamar got in trouble because he broke into G-Double's house in Yakota and ate up his food, ate up his crumbs, left food everywhere. And uh, G-Double's dad was like, mm-hmm. Seems like the perpetrator done ate some food and went over here by the by the phone and made a phone call. So, so next you know, a sham at school goes, "Oh yeah, I went inside your house and ate some food while you're gone." Gary's like, "What?" So G Double's like, "What?" 
So then, long story short, these all, we're all still good friends. So it was just like I was telling Sham, I was like, look, man, I said, you just got to find somewhere and just, just invest in yourself. What do you want to do? He goes, you know, I, I'm funny like you, man. I think I should do, like, comedy. Everybody says I'm funny. I was like, well, you should start with improv. Start with improv. You know, you're very good at telling stories. Maybe you should do that. So him and G-Double were, like, living. And next, you know, <laughs> Shamar just started. He's like, he's like man. He's, I think he stole his roommate's roll of quarters. He started taking quarters and stuff. And then uh, it's just like he doesn't work out. So g was like, all right, man, I bought you a bus ticket, man. And this bus ticket is to back to North Carolina. So he gave him a bus ticket. He's like, you just got to go. This ain't right. And as you know, Sham calls me. He's like, can you believe this dude is putting me out? I said, yeah, man, he's trying to change his. He can't have you there, man. He goes, come on, man, is really going to do that? I'm in a shelter right now. I was like, why are you in a shelter? And he goes, I ain't trying to go back to North Carolina. So then he moves. This is how he's moving. So then things happen. So then I think this is 2009 or 2010. He joins the military. He joins the military and uh, he joins the Navy. Joins the Navy. He's getting his life back together. Uh, he calls me and he goes, look, man, I really think that I'm, I spoke to your mom. And your mom, I uh, rededicated my life to Christ, man. I'm trying to live my life right. And I was like, it's good, man. Just keep your head up. Stay focused, man. So he joins the military. And I told him, like, just keep your head on, man. Because it was just like like impulsion a little bit. So he joins the military. Then uh, he gets discharged at the military because I think he was I think he was in an accident. He's drinking and driving. But he crushed his hip. So he effed up his hip really bad. So he hits his hip. He gets surgery. Uh, uh, he moves in with his sister. Things don't work out. He moves back out. His hip is still effed up. And uh, so the girl he lost his virginity to, he hits her up and she tells him, you can come live with me. And me and Garrett, we were, all, we were always talking. I was like, ah, I said, should we, I said, should we warn her? And I was like, nah, man, just stay, you know, maybe this is love. Maybe it'll happen. So Sham hits me up. He's every day. We still talk every single day. And he goes, uh, I think because I was in I was in England, and he was all like, "You should hit up the general, General Colbert." I said, "Nah, man, nah, we not doing that." And he was always asked every time, "Yo, how's how's Lysel doing? How's Lizette doing?" <clears throat> I just spoke to Tiffany Lyde. This is what she's doing. And every day he's just on the phone. Every day we're calling, and I was like, and he goes, he said something to me. He goes like, "Man, some of these people don't be answering my phone calls. What do you think it is?" I was like, you know, Sham, some of these people are married, man. You know what I mean? They can't have their just ex-boyfriend calling. He goes, it ain't even about an ex, man. I just want to know, are they okay? How's life? How they doing, man? I said, like, yeah, I feel you, man. I think I should do better doing that. He goes, yeah, man. Come on, man. We got to hit these people up, man. We all from Yakota. I said, like, yeah, you right. You right. So he moves in with the girl he lost his virginity to. And it's, he finally is getting back. His hip is crushed. He's got, got surgery on his hip, so he's trying to get his... Uh, get back together, and I was like, so what do you want to do, man? He goes, I think I should go to the NFL. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I said, Sham, if, I said, if you, I said, if you, uh, I said, if you didn't make it to the NFL with two hips, what makes you think you're going to make it with one? He goes, what? I said, anything can happen. I'm just saying. So then, uh, <laughs> having a good time. He's living there, right? They're, have, they're lovey-dovey. They're posting pictures, everything else. And then, uh, you know, then, then, then the impulsion starts to rise again. And I think he, I think he like, took a couple laptops or something like that. But the thing, the last straw is uh, he, he 
This is a story that he told me. I don't know if it's real, but he told me that he, he killed her her dog by accident. Killed her dog by accident because she had this really thin dog, and uh, she had this thin this thin dog, and uh, he was doing he has crushed hips, so he falls a lot. So I guess something happened, and he so he's, he was still buff at the time. His elbow goes into the dog, and the dog the dog can't live, and the dog just dies. So he's panicking. He goes, her dog just died. And I was like, what? Accident, freak accident, crushed the dog's heart so the dog dies. And I'm like, man, I said, all you had to do was just, all you had to do was just not do anything. He goes, man, she loved this dog. What am I going to do? He goes, let me call you back. So these are the stories he tell me. So he says, he calls his girl. He calls the girl. She goes, hey, how are you? What are you up to? He goes, uh, I'm outside running. You know, I'm trying to get to the NFL. She goes, oh, my God, I'm so glad that you're off the couch, everything else. I'm so proud of you. When we get home, we're going to all take the dog for a walk and go somewhere. He goes, oh, freak. So he's running. He tells me he's running back and forth outside. He has a crushed hip. He's trying to sprint to get up a sweat. So when she comes out there, she knows that he's been outside working. So as she gets off work, she sees him out there running. She's proud. They walk upstairs, and she's calling the dog's name. And he goes, I don't know what's wrong. And he goes, Err! he's making dog noises. She goes, what's wrong? He goes, get in here. I think the dog is sick. He's not saying anything. She goes, what? He's like, he doesn't look like he's breathing. And then he says he starts doing CPR on the dog. Talk, come here, clear. Don't you die on me. Come on. And so she's crying. She goes, I can't believe our dog died. He goes, yeah. And then she goes, I think we should get an autopsy on the dog. He goes, no, 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 no. I think he should have went out this way. So they're lovey-dovey, right? At the time, he's living with the fact, he goes, man, I'm trying to get her a new dog. I didn't mean to kill her dog. It was by a mistake. And I was like, all right, man. I was like, freak. So I didn't at the time, I didn't believe the story. I didn't believe the story until she calls me and goes, I know Shamar killed my dog, and I need you to testify in court. I was like, what? She goes, yeah, I know he, I know he killed my dog. I know, he, I know he killed that dog, and my dog didn't deserve to die like this. And we got to put him behind bars. I need a statement from everybody. I was like, I don't. I guess I can't. I guess I man. I got other stuff to worry about. I can't. I can't be a part of this. I didn't. I didn't believe him anyways. And then she's saying he did it. He's like, don't. He's like, just don't respond back to her. <clears throat> so we get a phone call right from a random number, and she calls and she goes, "What?" And she goes, "She's crying." She goes, "I'm in a U-Haul right now with all my stuff." I was like, "What happened?" She said, "Turns out Shamar was Shamar told everybody he was a wounded veteran because he crushed his hip." And he started taking, he took like laptops and playstations and stuff like that. So when they went inside her apartment, they found the stuff and they kicked her out of the apartment. So she's in a U-Haul for all her stuff. She has to be out by a certain amount of things. It's not funny, but it was just like, man. So we hit up G-Dub when he calls us like, come on, dog. I said, what happened? He goes, man, what am I supposed to do, man? So then, uh, I forgot, he moves down to Texas. He moves down to Texas. And uh, <laughs> he moves down to Texas and I I think he's gonna. I told him I was like, "Come to Florida, come to Florida," and I, you know, I think I started dating lady at the time, so I'm telling lady about all this stuff, and she's like, "Man," I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "But his heart is pure." So, uh, so he's you know, we're always talking about you, Cody, talking about good times. And I told him I was like, "You gotta move past these good times, man." That was a moment in time, but that time is gone. He goes, "What do you mean?" I was like, "It's over, man. It's over. I'm stressed out about school. I'm stressed out about this, man." He goes, ah, well, he goes, let me know if you need anything. I was like, nah, man, I'm good. So he goes out to Texas, and he's getting, like, little petty crimes, but he doesn't, he never gets arrested for a long time, like, little stuff. 
and then he meets uh, his second baby mother, uh, Erica. And this is when we're never really a fan of her because she was just like him, meaning like she most girls would like try to better Shamar, but she's like, whatever you want to do, I'm down for it. So she was in the military, and I told Sham, I was like, look, man, you just got to be a house husband, be a military spouse, get your work together, don't say nothing. And he was upset because they wouldn't let him on the base because of his record. So he was upset about that. And then all of a sudden, she, I think, I don't think she gets pregnant. Okay, so all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden, uh, they start, like Bonnie and Clyde. They're just out here, Bonnie and Clyde. And I remember I asked him, I was like, yo, why? I said, like, why? He goes, dude, I'm trying to survive, man. He goes, who am I going to, who I'm trying to survive, man? I got a, he goes, I got stuff on my record. I, I'm dis, I'm discharged and everything else, man. I'm just, I feel down, brother. I was like, freak, man. This is the only time I was like, I wish I could help you. I, well, I don't know what I could give you, man. He goes, the only thing I need from you is just love, dog. Just love me and don't judge me. I was like, all right, man. But I was still telling him, look, this is wrong. I don't think it was not. Just love me. Don't judge me. I was like, all right, no problem. So uh, then uh, I think him and her, they they, they they take something or whatever. He goes to a little uh, petty thing. But he has a second son, Jaden, Jalen. says second son, second son. So his second son and this boy, they all look just like him, but they all look like him. He goes, I got a son. He calls me. He goes, you know what? I'm going to change my life around, dog. I'm going to change him. I'm going to just be a good husband. I'm going to be everything else. We're going to get married. We're going to get engaged. We're going to do this. I said, all right, man, I feel you. And then uh, uh, then this is the, the week the week before he passes away, he calls me. And we talk for like maybe four, every time I talk to him, it's like three hours. So every, we had this running joke amongst our friends. Like, you talk to Shamar? I said, yeah, man, I got to block out three hours to talk to him. So uh, I hit him up. I hit him, he hits me up, and he's all like, and this is what the conversation is. I remember like yesterday, he goes, uh, he's smoking, he's sitting there smoking a cigarette. And, uh, uh, well, I remember before that, he called me, I told him this Paul Mooney joke, because he's, he's, he's like, I'm about to get locked up, man. And I was like, man, that's what Paul Mooney said. I was like, you be proud, man. Rosa Parks was locked up, Michael Jackson was locked up, you be proud getting locked up. And this is the joke I said. He goes, what do you think my sons are going to say about me? I said, your sons are going to say that my daddy makes the best license place to stay to see. And when I tell you, he busts out laughing so hard. And he goes, man, Jerry, you wild, man. I could count on you to make me laugh. And that's how we talked for like 2006 to 2014, eight years straight, every day. Every day, just five hours on the phone. I knew if I ever fell down, I would call him. And he would just pick me up, dog. Hey, dog, you got to do it, man. He goes, I ain't like you guys, man. I ain't done the school thing, man. I, I said, nah, man, I don't even think about it like that. He goes, yeah, man, but I'm proud of you, dog. I'm proud of everything you ever done, man. I'm practically proud of the man that you are. And again, I want to apologize for trying to talk to you guys. I was like, man, that happened eight years ago, B. It's all good, man. Don't even worry about it. So I tell him, I was like, I want to move to New York. He goes, why? I said, I'm going to move to New York for stand-up comedy. He goes, man, I believe in you, man. You should do it now. I said, well, I don't got my stuff together now, but I'm going to do it. He goes, all right, man, whatever you do, man, I got you, man. Shoot, I'll I'll be in a TV show with you if you need me to hit you up. I'm like, all right. So this is 2000. So I'm reading all of our messages that we had. Good thing is, shout out to Facebook, we still have our messages. Uh, this is what he says to me. He goes, uh, this is 2000 and, this is 2010. 2010. 
uh, no, no, no. Yeah, so he's about to get a divorce. He just got a divorce. And he tells us about, he tells us 2010, so pretty much I'm on track, 2010. Uh, 2011 is when he goes to Arkansas. So I am right with the story. And I said, you see what you're in the scenery up? He goes, I don't know, man. He said, now this is, this is the sad stuff that we talked about. I'll just read the messages because this is what we said. He goes, I was like, uh, this is 2010. This is when his, him and his wife got divorced. And then he goes, and I was like, I said, uh, and he goes, what about you, Jared Waters? I said, man, I'm just studying, man. I said, you win some, you lose some. I said, at least you still got your son and you're alive. Count your blessings. And he wrote me back, LOL, we live to fight another day. And that was us quoting. Our favorite movie was Waterboy. So we'd always quote Waterboy. He said, you live to fight another day. So I hit him up. I was like, where are you headed? I said, this is my phone number. If you ever need me, hit me up. And then someone goes, I'm in Arkansas chilling right now. I said, how's the setup? He goes, I don't know how the setup is. I have nowhere to go. And she told me to come out here and kick it. He said, the funny thing is, I never knew I had so much in common with her. And it's scary. And I write him, I was like, the reason why you have so much in common with her is because, like I said in the beginning, your code is another world, man. It's another world. I understand why people fall in love. I understand, like, when people hit people up, all of a sudden the emotions come back up because it was a part of life that we all, we just, very fun. So he's, that's what he tells me about her. And uh, uh, then he tells me, like, uh, what just happened. He goes, uh, I'm out. He goes, uh, tell me what happened. He goes, uh, uh, so, okay, yeah. So he, t- he tells me what happened, how she left, everything else. And then, so uh, Shamar hits me. I'm still reading our messages. 2012. We're in 2012 now. And he goes, I'm about to head to the hospital. Text me if you need anything. Let me know. I broke my phone. So if you want to hit me, hit my mother up. And uh, that's when he was having a son. So it's 2012. He has a son. And he goes, my son's 5 pounds, 8 ounces, and 17 and a half inches. So uh, he hits me up like, what's good? I'm like, what's good? And this is 2013. He goes, I'm free. What's your number? And we talked for we talked for maybe like four hours that night. I remember that night, and I asked him, I was like, all right, you got your son. What you going to do now, man? He goes, dog, I don't know, man. I'm probably going to work at Subway, man. Like, I wish I wish I didn't do all this stuff, man, because now, like, life is hitting me because I got to provide. I got two kids. And um, then we start talking about, like, immortality, right? Because I'm talking to him about faith, and I'm like, man, how's your how's your life right? He goes, no, he goes, he goes, you know, God knows my heart, man. God knows how I stand. God knows what I went through. God knows how hard my life was. He lived a hard life, hard life. He talked about God knows my situation. And then he was like, and then he tells me, he goes, like, if anything happens, man, you just got to take care of my people, take care of anything. I was like, man, stop talking like that, man. Anything happens, man. I was like, you just got to just gotta just change your ways, brother. Just change your ways. He goes, sometimes I got to survive, man. And then he goes, so this is like 2000, this is like May, we're in March 2014. Early, end of February, March 2014, he dies April, April 14th. I'm talking to him, and he's by himself. He's in South Carolina, he's by himself. I was like, why are you way out there? Now, before that, he caught a, he get, so when he got kicked out of Arizona, all of a sudden, uh, after I started speaking to Erica on the phone, I started talking to her. I was like, well, if he loves her, I got to support her. So I changed the ways I thought of her. And uh, I said, how are you going to get to South Carolina? He goes, 
I got a, he goes, I, I hitched a ride. I hitched a ride. Some guy with a truck goes, hey, where are you headed? He goes, South Carolina. This is from, this is from Arkansas. He goes, I'm heading to South Carolina. He goes, I'm heading that way. If you drive, uh, if you drive, help me drive, I'll help you get there. So Shamar's helping driving this guy's car. And the guy goes, uh, hey, let's just split this gas money at the end when we get to this Walmart. And Shamar goes, all right, let's go to the Walmart because I got some money on my card. And I'll hop out. So Shamar calls his, calls Eric because they pick me up from the Walmart. This guy's trying to take money from it, and he just ditches the guy. But helps him drive half the way. So they get there. Uh, you know, they're going through the stuff. They have a baby. Now, I really think that if Shamar was in this era now, all the stuff that he was doing would be legal. Because, you know, I think that the, the you know, I, I never smoked weed like that. I never smoked weed at all. I don't, yeah, I've never. I'm trying to think. Yeah, no. But I think that Shamar... He did that edge was to take take his mind off whatever you know when he smoked he was just like uh, he's like subdued everything else he didn't have the stress and I feel like if he was in this era now it's like oh it's legal now you know, most of the time he was penalized for like it's like little petty crimes for like tickets and stuff for weed and stuff so uh, he goes to South Carolina uh, I think her parents don't want him in the house they kick both of them out and they're out on their own they go to Texas they go back to South Carolina and they were talking and this is March. Uh, early March into February before he passes away because he doesn't have a birthday. So I call him on his birthday. <clears throat> and he's all like, I thought you weren't even going to call on my birthday, dog. I said, you know, I got to say happy birthday, old man. And this is the longest conversation we had. And then we had like a fight on the phone. And I was, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm right with God. God's right. You know, you got to take care of me. I was like, you got to stop talking like that, man. I was like, just change. And uh, he asked me again. He goes, uh, he's just like, you ever talk to Liana? I said, yeah. I said, we write high and by on Facebook and Instagram. I was like, when did you ever call her? I said, I don't, I said, I don't know, man. I was like, uh, I, said, I saw I saw Jonica. He goes, oh, what's she up to? And I was like, uh, she's doing all right, man. She's doing okay. And he's all like, uh, who else you see? I said, I ran into Leroy. And he started like, what's up, old Leroy? I said, he's a healer now. He be healing people. He said, okay, Leroy, who else did you run into? I said, I ran into Leroy. I ran into Dana Cannon. I was okay, Dana, what's she up to? I said, I, I'll be honest, man. I, I said, I think something might be wrong. She was limping a lot. Every time I seen her, she was limping. So we go through the Rolodex of how many people we know, everything else. And he apologizes again. He's just like, dog, you remember how much fun we had in your coda, man? You remember that? I said, yeah, man. Remember what we were like playing football? I said, yeah, I do, man. And I said, Shamar, no disrespect, dog, but I said, it's over, man. It's over. He goes, dog, we should have a family. We should have a reunion. That's what we need. We need a reunion. We need everyone together, man. Call Lindea. Call Cam Coop. Call everybody, man. Let's get the gang back together, man. Everybody. Ruben. Call Ruben. Mike Ladd. Call everybody. And I said, I'm going to be honest with you, Sham, man. I was like, man, I... Those them people ain't gonna they they not gonna come all the way out here. They everybody's living, man. He goes, you say I'm not living. I said, I'm not saying you're not living, but I'm just saying like, look. He goes, I feel like I was like, I was like people haven't turned your back on you, man. I said, like, we know the Shamar House story, like we freaking know it, man. He's like, what about you, man? I said, dude, I'm I'm stressed the f out right now, man. I said, I'm over here. I got a. He goes, I'm showing a picture, lady. He's like, she bad. I said, I freaking got this hot lady, man. I can't even take care of her right now, man. I'm freaking working at Disney World. He goes, what? I said, well, you know, I was just finished. I'm starting to get, I'm starting to make real money now. 
<clears throat> I said, we just got to figure out what you got to do, man. So then he starts telling me, he starts telling me, he goes, you know, at Subway, they never check the bread. If I put money in the bread and heat up the bread, I know the money will still be green. That bread won't burn. I said, I don't think you should rob, I don't think you should rob Subway, Shamar. I, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I don't think you should rob him. <clears throat> And he's telling me all this stuff. And I was like, man, stop smoking. Stop drinking, man. I was like, fine. I said, you got to find a way to pull it together, man. He goes, I don't know what to do. I was like, freak, I don't know what to do, man. I'm still figuring it out. And I was like, maybe you should do, like, vlogs. You do vlogs and stuff like that. And uh, we just started arguing. And he goes, even though we argue, he goes, hey. He goes, honestly, he goes, he goes that's your opinion. I was like, that's my opinion. He goes, but I love you, dog. I said, I love you too, man. And I was like, look, I know your story, man. I know how hard your life was. I know how freaking hard your life was, man. I know the first time you ever got a pair of tens, you're trying it on for somebody else. I know, man. It hurts, man. It hurts me to know that you're hurting, man. I said, but it hurts me to know I know you that you could you could do better, man. And he was all like, I mean, that's real, man. That's freaking real. And I was like, you just got to take care of those boys, man. Stay out of trouble. Take care of those boys. And I said, I promise when I get on, man, when I get on, I got you, man. When I get on, I promise I got you. And then months passed by. So this had to be like February because it was I called him on his birthday. And I remember it's April 14th. It was, uh, I was sitting there. I just left the gym. <clears throat> I'm sitting alone in my bed. I'm at my house. And my brother calls me. And he goes, you sitting down? I said, what's wrong? Is it Shamar? He goes, yeah, how'd you know? I said, is he dead? He goes, yeah, he's dead. And everything that I, I was just, I was just, I was just stunned. I was like, freak, man. I said, you sure? He goes, I'm sure, man. I said, what happened? He goes, details is that Erica's uncle and him got in an argument at the house. Shamar walked. Walked away from him. He took a gun, put it to the back of his head. Boom. Kills him dead. And what made me upset was that he was all alone by himself. In South Carolina, didn't know nobody, dies by himself. And the only thing he wanted to do in this life was to be loved and be around his friends. That's all he wanted. I truly believe if he was around his friends, he probably, you know, he probably would have gotten in more trouble, but he probably would have been a whole lot happier. Because sometimes when you're with your friends, you're a whole lot, <clears throat> <clears throat> you're on your best behavior a little bit, you know. So, my brother calls me, and before he passes away, I called Garrett like a month and a half ago, because they had some unsettled thing, and I called G-Dub, and I was like, look, man, <clears throat> Shamar goes, I just want to tell him that I'm sorry, man. Like, I felt like at the end he was, like, making it right with people. I just want to tell people I'm sorry. And I said, like, you need to say some sorry to some other people then. And they chop it up. And then uh, he asked me, uh, Shamar goes, you know, I get Carlos's number? I was like, yeah. So he hits up Carlos. They start chopping it up. I just, every person, I was just giving people phone numbers, giving people's phone numbers. And then he asked me, I was like, no, I'm not going to give you the general's number. I'm not going to give you. He's asking for a girl's number. I was like, these girls are married. Come on, chill, champ. Just write like a picture on Instagram. That's good enough. And just comment. So then, uh, this girl, she lived in Zama at the time. It was, I forgot her name. But I know she goes, 
she was about to move him into Vegas with her. That's what she told me. She's about to move him into Vegas. So I call I call her Shanice. I call her uh she's crying. I call Joe Saffold and uh, we try, we just have that moment where like, dang man, that's freaking Shamar, man. F. Then I get upset. I'm upset that he's dead. I'm upset that he's he was by himself. And I'm upset that I couldn't help him. Like to this day, I'm still mad that I couldn't help him because I was like, man, I promise you, when I get on, I got you, dog. He goes, when you on? I was like, freak, I'm on tonight at Pegasus Lounge. <laughs> and he just busts out laughing. So, uh, he's, he's, so he dies. And, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't talk to, I talk to the people I can to. I'm talking to my brother. I'm trying to just stay strong because I know we got to go to North Carolina and then we're all, just, I think my brother's in California. Maybe he's in New York or California. We're just like, ugh, no one tomorrow make us spend money. Because we're just, we're just like, we got to spend this money, go to North Carolina. And we go to North Carolina. And the f- first night we go to like a, we go to a Charlotte Bobcats game. I'm hanging out with, it's it's crazy because it's a nostalgia of Yakota. Again, I'm seeing these people I've never seen in like seven years or eight years. Megan Carradine, I run into uh, her little brother, who me and John. And then me and we run into some celebrity and then I run into Junior, and Junior has a smirk on his face. And I forget. I remember when this kid was like six years old, and I remember Junior we had a party, and Junior goes, uh, "Junior goes, I know Megan likes somebody else." He goes, "What?" We're like, "How do you know?" I read her diary, and I was like, "Junior, you could read." He's like, "Maybe." I think Junior's Junior's maybe like I think I met him. He was like four or five, and now he's like this eighteen-year-old kid with a deep voice telling me about college. Yeah, so. uh so we get to we get to North Carolina. First person I see, I, yeah, like I said, I said Junior. Then uh, everyone's staying at the hotel. So we get there, and I see Megan, John. We're all staying at the hotel. Megan, John, um, DJ's son is there, but DJ's not there. Taria, Ashley, Lucy, Ruben Pittman, uh, <laughs> Tiffany Light, uh, Linda. Let me tell you, Tiffany Light. I've <laughs> It's funny because like as soon as as soon as we all see each other, you go right back to how you guys met, and and Yakota, right? Tiffany Lyon is my Tiffany Lyon is my dear friend, but I've knew Tiffany before she was a lesbian. Well, maybe she I don't know how long she's been a lesbian, but I remember Tiffany used to play my friends all the time. She was smooth, everything else. So we uh, Tiffany Lyon, we're sitting there and we're all just roasting, having jokes about Shamar. Emmanuel's throwing jokes, and they're like, "What are we gonna do with the flowers? Who's gonna hold the flowers?" That's what they say. Emmanuel goes. Raise your hand in this room if you haven't slept with Shamar and everyone. <laughs> and I was like, I, 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 I slept with him because we had to share the same bed. The rest of us can't, so he's making jokes like that. And uh, John Carradine, so Tiffany's in, uh, she's in her, uh, she's in this, uh, this, 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 uh, this, this tough outfit. And John walks up to Tiffany and goes, Tiffany, you got your, you, you got your suit ready. You got your tuxedo ready tomorrow to wear. Trying to blazer, right? And Tiffany fires back so fast and goes, uh, yeah, I'm going to wear a suit tomorrow after I dance with your girl and take your girl. I'm like, dang. <laughs> so we're all just firing off at each other. We're all having a good time. Uh, people are teary-eyed. Uh, uh, Day is telling us this funny story about how, because uh, he used to date, he used to date, he used to date, uh, I think him and, him and China used to date. All these, I forgot that. I forgot how many people he dated, and I forgot how much relationships they had with each other. Like, I forgot he had an individual relationship with everyone, so everyone felt everyone had a right to 
everyone was sad because they all had different relationships with him. You know, sometimes you feel like you're the closest to him, but he had different relationships. I remember when he he got caught. <laughs> he got caught. He got caught. Uh, he got caught because uh, this girl uh, there. They thought that the parents left the church, so him and the girls fooling around, and the mom went back because she uh, she because she uh, she left something at the keys. And next, you know, she told him, "Uh uh-uh, uh, hey, we're they in here having sex. Get up out of here." <laughs> Uh, I remember that story. I didn't remember that story till till we brought it up. So we're all sitting in the room. Uh, Ruben has never met like John before because they left. Like he left, he came to Yakota when John was leaving Yakota because John left our sophomore year. So uh, we're all having a good time. We're all just sitting and talking about the good times. We're talking about all the stuff that he's been through. Uh, Taria's up the hall. We go talk to Taria's mom. Uh, we haven't seen her in a while. We have brother Durano, sister Shanta. We haven't seen. I was these people in like seven years. So you're happy, you know, the night before the funeral, we're just happy. And then the day of the funeral, it just hits, right? Like, I'm good. I promise I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm outside the funeral. I was like, I don't care about the limo. I could give an F about the limo. We're sitting out there. And then uh, people go inside to see him. And one thing I don't like, I don't like when people touch me, like, when I'm grieving because I I think I'm going to be fine. Like, if you don't touch me, I'll be fine. So... Tiffany again. Tiffany lied. That's my that's my freaking baby girl, man. Even though we, she freaking she just hit me up on Instagram. Even though we don't text at all. Like I remember us walking on the West Side, going somewhere. I remember she had my boy G Double getting her brother getting haircuts. Like I just remember always good times with Tiffany. Like I remember she was a friend. It's just a friend. We just maybe we don't. You know that's that's my bad. I'm a f- I'm a texter right after this. But uh, I, I, I love her, man. I love her. I know. She, so she gets, she's in a, she's in a, uh, she's a, she's kind of dressed like Wale a little bit. She's, <laughs> she's in a bow tie, nice hat, dreads, and a black, uh, black, black shirt, black pants. And uh, before that, Lindea gave me a ride somewhere. So me and Lindea, I think me and Lindea went to the mall. And we're chopping it up. I forgot. I was like, man, I freaking remember Lindea when she moved here. I'm like, freak, man, these are. These are my sisters. These are my freaking, I got my own sister. Like, these are, like, I remember all, like, it's all love, man. Cam, all these people that I went to school with, like, it's like, it's not just high school. It's just like that, that, that place. So I'm just, like, sad. Just, I don't I don't know what I was talking about. I think I was trying to not talk about Shamar, but we were talking about in the car. She had this nice Mustang that she was driving me in. So we get to the funeral, right? Get to the funeral. And they have the wake in the beginning where you go look at the body. And I'm like, I'm good. I don't want to look at it. I'm just going to wait my turn and everything else. And I try, you know, I take a picture of it, but uh, as an alert, Tiffany is crying. And she goes, I think she said, did you, you want to go see him? I said, I promise I'm good. I promise I'm good. I'm, I'm good. No, I'm straight. I'm good. And she goes, come on. I said, nah, Tiff, I promise I'm good, man, I'm good. And then I go with her, and I just, boom. Freaking boom. Uncontrollable tears. I'm looking at this man in the casket of someone who loved me beyond words. Like, his last profile picture he posted was me and him at... (laughs) Was at homecoming when he he posted goes Jerry you remember this day we were so clean huh? Cause I remember that I remember that night 
that me and Shamar at pro- home, homecoming night because I was dancing with my girl at the time. He was dancing with uh, his girl, which was China. I forgot that they were dating until China showed me this picture. I was like, oh, freak, I forgot y'all was together, baby. Because uh, when the roaches the roaches got there and they're like, nobody better dance with my sister. Shamar was like, I don't give a F. I'm going to dance with whoever I want to. And anybody can get <laughs> rocked out here. So that I remember that homecoming night because me and him were just, it was me, him, Joe Saffold, Gary. We took this mob picture, this mob picture, everyone else. Everybody, this picture is so hard. And uh, and I was all, every, every emotion came through, man. Came through and I'm sitting there just effed up crying. And then I stopped because Miss Katrina wanted me to speak at the funeral. And it's just the whole burden of the funeral was sad. And the saddest part is watching his son at the time, his oldest son, he walks up to the casket by himself and just stares into the casket eye to eye. And I'm like, what in the holy, how can I sit through this mess? Then his baby mother, she runs out the church and starts screaming. (laughs) It's not not funny, but you just hear her screaming, Lord Jesus, 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 what is going on? She's screaming outside the church. (laughs) You look at Miss Katrina's eyes. And she's screaming outside the church. And I remember because when he, he had her baby, I remember I, we would just talk on the phone and stuff like that. That's so when I finally met her. I was just happy to meet her. I was sitting next to her. I'm like, I'm like holding her. She's controlled it, crying. I'm trying to stay strong. The boy's crying. I'm, I'm, I'm effed up, my brother. And then my brother's like, we got to speak. So my brother speaks, and I speak. I just wrote some jokes. And I thought about the jokes I was writing. And I was like, this, this is the moment I got to just uplift my boy, man. I know he wouldn't want me to be like, I was just so, to this day, man, it just shocks me that he's not on this earth, man. Like every time I accomplish something, yeah, I got my I got my fiance, I got my lady, but I was like, man, this was supposed to be us, baby. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, so Tiffany, so I'm, I'm effed up. I'm effed up crying. Everyone's crying. Lucy, actually, Lucy's there. And uh, I, I, I remember they used to call me Coleman because I guess they thought I looked like Gary Coleman and stuff like that. My boy Ruben, uh, shout out to Ruben. He got smacked by a, te- got smacked by a teacher. Uh, Chris is there. And we take this. Uh, then uh, Kiki, we're all making sure Kiki's there. And it's just, we start to celebrate his life at the middle, you know. And uh, we go to the gravesite. Uh, go to the gravesite. And I run into his ex-wife. That's what I, we run into his I run into his ex-wife, and she's just, and I remember, I remember uh, everything. Like, when I start seeing people, I remember the relationship they had with him. I remember the relationship they had with him, and I was like, oh, man, I run into his ex-wife, and uh, they are, and I'm telling her, I'm like, look, man, I was like, he loved you. Even though she was sad, and I was like, the way they ended and stuff like that, I was, like, I was telling her, I was like, no, he really loved you. He would tell me all the time, man. You think I did it wrong? I said, F yeah, you did it wrong, man. F yeah. But she 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 loved him. She came to the funeral, she was all crying. They're all crying and stuff like that. And I, I see I remember and I think she left right afterwards. I think she left right afterwards. And I was thinking about something that was just like the only thing he wanted in his life. Well his whole life. I know he probably wanted other stuff, but he's like, I just want my friends to get together. We gotta get the gang back together. And seeing all these people at his funeral. It's uh and it's and it's even hard because after he's passed away, I know it's hard because at the time Miss Katrina, his mother lived in Florida. I lived in Florida. And I know sometimes we would speak, but we can tell I can tell that 
it was hard because the only thing I could think of when I looked at her was I, my best friend. I remember we went down to Jacksonville where his sister went to go visit his sister and Mike Ladd, he's like, he's tearing up and I'm talking to Mike about, you know, about Sham, how his relationship was with him and how he goes, you know, Sham always did this, man. He was always my boy. And then we're hanging out with Kiki because it's her birthday. She's like, I'm turning up for my birthday weekend. And, and Mike Ladd goes, I mean, you know, God bless the dead. I love Shamar, but I'm not going to be buying these drinks for Kiki the whole time. She better start paying her own, start paying for her own drinks. And it's, uh, dude, it's just, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm at the point now in my life where I celebrate and I'm happy that I met him. I'm happy that I, uh, I'm happy for the place that we met. I just know that as a person and as a friend, I have to do better of reaching out. And I'm aware that when I reach out to people, some people might think, and I know people don't know that I don't want anything from them. I just want to know and check, are you okay? Are you all right? I don't want there to be a person on this earth to pass away. And it's like, dang, I should have reached out. I should have, could I should have, could have, would have, did it. Every person that's died in my life personally that's reached out to me, I said everything that I had to say to them on earth. So if there's a person that I've ever offended or if there's a person that ever did anything, I always try to apologize if I am wrong. I see the other person because I remember this guy. Named Shamar Howe, born in a leap year, who's actually eight today. He would have been 32, but he's eight today. Man, I I, I just want to say, I don't want to say, I said it already, but I love this man. I love this man. I loved everything about him. And I, I just keep eyes, keep his eyes, you know? Freaking sucks, man. Freaking sucks to lose your best friend on this earth. I wanted him to like be my kid's godfather. I don't even got kids yet, but I wanted that. I wanted so much for him. But you know what? I truly believe that, like when he talked to me that last time we talked, I know God knew his heart. God knew what he was going through. God knew what he was. And I believe he reached out and spoke to God. And uh, he loved he loved you, Cody. He loved all these people. I, nothing, I have nothing but tons of emails and tons of letters that he sent me. Of just everything else, of everything. The funniest thing was, <laughs> uh, funniest thing is during the funeral, was like all these uh, random, so random girls started hitting me up from like all over the place. I was gonna move, Shamar was gonna move me into Vegas. I said, oh yeah, and this girl's like, yeah, he was just about to come to California and I was about to move him out there. I said, yeah, yeah, he told me, he told me he loved you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he talked about you all the time. And I just knew that was love, man. I knew it was love. And, I want to reach out to his son's mother, both of his son's mother, and ask them how they're doing. And I realize as a man of me, I know it's hard for me to reach out because I know they look just like Shamar, and it kind of just, it's just, it F's me up when I see them. I'm like, man, these, these are like my friends. It looks just like him. And it reminds me of all the good times. It reminds me of the, 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 dark, the dark times and stuff like that. And, oh, let me get this out of the way. I, I think... I think when he, I remember that night that he passed away because the night goes four. And I remember me and PC, we had a few words because what happened, you know, when the guy killed him, like everyone in Yakota, they're upset. They're, they're, they're venting and everything else. But my boy Prashad goes to Google and he tags the person who killed him. And I, I hit up Prashad and I said, man, why would you do that, man? He goes, why? What do you mean? I said, you got to think about it. his last memories on his page is going to be you and that dude's face of the man that killed him. 
You see, I didn't think about it like that. I said, now I know there's a face attached to his face. What are y'all going to do? Y'all not going to go out there and murder this man? Justice will do justice for him, you know what I mean? I was like, it's just the fact that we're hurt, we're grieving. Everybody was so mad. Everyone was mad. Everyone hits me up to this day and goes, man, he called me, I should answer the phone. He called me, I was like, I understand, it takes three hours to talk to him, I get it. I understand. But you can't make that time up, you know, so it's uh, it's a world, man. It's that Yakota world. I'm going to start doing a podcast calling Yakota stories. I have so many stories from there, so many stories from the Netherlands. And I was talking to my friend, and he's all like, how can you record? I said, once you peel the layers back of yourself, you have more to talk about. So this is One Man in One Tree Hill. This is me alone with my own thoughts. Uh, this is February 29th. This is Leap Year's, my dear friend's birthday that passed away uh, April 14th. 2000, oh, April 9th, 2014th, April 9th, 2014, and uh, I, I pray that his family is well, I can't pray, I'm going to check on his family, that's what I want to do, I'm holding myself accountable, that's why I'm putting it out there, so I can know to hit this family up now, and see how they're doing, my name is Jerry Waters, and I'm signing out.